Because I think, like, you know, the joke is always like, oh, get back in the kitchen. I'm like, buddy, you don't want me in your kitchen, okay? There will be a fire. Because there actually, I did tell that story in the podcast how there was a fire. Oh, yeah, there was actual. You don't want me in your kitchen. Believe me. So, I yeah. I appreciate that. Yes. I just, um, the honesty, at least. No, it's good. All right, you ready to roll? Yeah, let's rock out with our... <laughs> I'm there. I'm there. Just say the word, okay? No, I will be no. inappropriate. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. I'm going to try and be like Dion and uh, not swear. Ugh. Welcome in. You could start. You could swear if you want to. No yeah, puns this allowed. is a safe space, but I'm going to try this whole episode not to swear. I doubt it's going to happen after how we just started that uh, pre-show. <laughs> yes, but, um, but I am going to swear, most likely. Okay. Um, but I'm going to first start, well, first let's start with our friends at Municipal. Yes, um, sure. Then I got to do, do some peacocking. And But first, Municipal. Uh, I love <laughs> my shirt, by the way. I love this color. This is one of the new additions from our friends at Municipal, sponsor the pod. Um, we love them very much. I We did not do a game day upset contest this week because I was in Vegas, okay? That's uh, right. I've got, a, I've got some stories. on Saturday. I've got some stories about that. I went to my first UFC fight. Super exciting. I was in a sports book. We didn't do a game day upset contest. I got a lot of feedback that we didn't. So we will do them again um, for a very, very loaded, very, very loaded week four. Yes. All you have to do is pick an upset and you can win your municipal gear. We love them very much. Yes. Um, go to their website. Order their stuff. Yes. And if you're purchasing for the first time, no puns 20. No puns 20. Get you a little awesome discount. Stuff. Get you a little discount. So Municipal, we love you very, very much. We also love winning money. Like sometimes, Paige, sometimes it's just so fucking easy. There you go. Oh, really? First, sometimes. Like sometimes. sometimes, some weeks you lose horribly and your co-host tells you how bad you lost. <laughs> and then some weeks you just rip Have off a, perfect a giant- week heater of winners and that's yes. what it was for me in week four, uh three so this is week yes four. i do want to say congratulations i was very impressed thank you um we are now tied in the the year total of locks so yep. that is pretty big um that was quite the comeback you had and you, you told me to be to be careful and i got a little Karma. greedy but i will say it wasn't a terrible week for me but it was a rough week um, certainly the, the head to head and obviously the Missouri Kansas state game really just weird, weird game, weird game, fun game, but that's what college football is all about. Um, we will talk a little about last week, but I think one of the things I did want to tell everyone is that we do 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 the, uh, AP poll show on Sundays in the BR app. And we do talk a lot about what happened the day before. And I think a lot of this pod is going to have to be about the uh, this coming week because there are so many good games that we want to get to. Um, but obviously, every week, we must start with Colorado, Deion Sanders versus Colorado State. Um, crazy game, double overtime. Um, there was a lot of talk beforehand. Um, the big news, obviously, coming out of that is that Travis Hunter is out for a couple of weeks. Yep. I believe the report is that he had a lacerated liver, uh, but he was on his um, show in the BR app as well, actually, um, and said, you know, he had no hard feelings towards um, Henry Blackburn, who made the hit on him. Um, and I know there's been reports of him getting some death threats, Henry Blackburn, that is, um, after that hit. We saw a lot of people new to the targeting rule. Um very, yeah. very upset about that hit. Um, but overall, what did you kind of take away from that game and sort of the, like, talk situation and the hype situation over there at Colorado and kind of the impact that maybe that might have had on some of the, the chippiness of that game? You know, I'm excited to break this game down here in a bit uh, in mm -hmm. terms of Oregon, Colorado. And yes. Massive point spread. But I'm going to give Deion Sanders an enormous amount of credit for de-escalating a situation that he has he has leaned into a lot of these situations, almost like WWE, the yeah. Norvell comments with the the sunglasses. It's personal. Mm -hmm. It's personal, right? And it was fun. Well, when a kid on the other team starts getting death threats, it's like not fun. Now mm -hmm. it was a it was a crummy hit. It was a cheap it hit. Was, it was a crummy yeah, it was hit. It's a bad completely. hit. Mm -hmm. But like the fact that he'd get 
death threats for it. It's just insane. I actually, Dion and Travis Hunter both like pretty amazing. Like for as much hype yeah. and so much us against the world as it's been yes. for those guys to come out. I think it does show like a true character element of this where like Travis Hunter, I mean, Travis Hunter just seems like the coolest dude, like so skilled, mm -hmm. so chill. And we're in a we're giraffe in a, onesie, we're in a giraffe just, to talk, onesie. <laughs> just to talk about his injuries. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm back from the hospital, just like chilling, just taking it easy. I, I He's just, got like a a remote pillow, like a video game remote pillow. Yes. In his on his bed in the background, like he's just a kid, and that was very mature, I think, of him to say what he said and say, "Hey, it was a football hit that happens in football," which also is very fair. Like sometimes we forget that that like these people are volunteering to play this very violent sport. Um, but I agree with you. It showed some serious character that it wasn't Pretty all cool. talk about, you know, you know, Dion is known for not swearing. He's known for, you know, trying to, you know, do things kind of by the book and quote the right way. And I feel like that was a very big step to say, hey, there's no reason this this young man or his family deserve this, especially because, again, Dion also alluded to the fact this kind, this kind of stuff like goes with you places. Like, yes. say this young man graduates from Colorado State and he goes to get a job in Colorado. You know, the people of Colorado are going to know that this happens. I know people think that that's yes. like a little far-fetched, but it's true. He was like, this man's going to have a future. Like, you don't want this to follow you around. Was it a bad hit? Yes, in my opinion, it was terrible. And But it was technically, by the book, no reason for him to get ejected for it in that sense. But, no, yeah, it was, that's it, it was, was just bad. cheap. Yeah. It was a cheap hit. But you can also have this conversation without it getting out of control. And I again, we have we have covered the whole Dion Gauntlet in terms of like emotion, the arrival, the hype, the overhype, the continued coverage. This is an amazing next step. The game itself, too, I, I I'm fascinated by. Yes. Um, I don't know if I I do think it's a sign of things to come. I say I don't know. No, I I I do think that mm -hmm. Colorado has been living clean um and i think the travis hunter injury is huge again we'll break down the yeah. game uh it, the numbers on this i don't want to be college football tv sure. ratings guy I, I i hate that person yeah. i am amazed though how much the national world or the national audience loves colorado like i oh, i like colorado i'm intrigued by colorado but it seems like to me there's just this unbelievable <laughs> polarizing force bringing in viewers to these games yeah, Fred Warner was saying that the team was watching before the night night before a game. They were all glued to their like they usually have like a a team dinner or whatever, and they get their dinner and they go. And they were like all sitting around watching the Colorado game. So I think that like there is a lot to be said about people, you know, tuning in. And we've had this conversation. You know, this is very good for for college football. I hope that people still come and pay attention to this stuff when maybe they run into some you know, tougher teams and things like that. Um, and maybe watch some of those teams that beat him, you know, and beat that team. So um, it should be interesting. But I thought that that was oh. um, a lot for, you know, a Colorado, Colorado State game. Like, I was shocked that this is what, sure. you know, the conversation was about on Saturday, um, which included a lot of teams not looking so great. Um, so, like, the top teams in the country not looking so great. So, um Let's talk yeah, about that real quick. I, yes. I, that's, I'm glad you brought it up because we have some heavy topics. We have some media topics. We have some things we'll get to. But let's talk about the everybody sucks impact of week three. Yes. I feel like we have one or two of these a year where everybody's trash. Mm -hmm. uh, Georgia played a really bad half. Alabama. Florida State. We'll talk. Yeah, Florida State. Texas didn't look good. What was there a performance that stuck out to you as like, oh my God, extra bad? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I think you have to be concerned about the Alabama one just because of the opponent. Um, but I also, I said to you, and turns out I was right and I knew I wasn't gonna swear, just, but here we you go. You just swore, yeah, and just swore. Hang on, I put a dollar in the swear jar. No, that's um, great. I said to you on our show on Sunday, I said that Nick Saban was playing chess, not checkers. He was not, he had zero intention of putting Jalen Miller in that game. He knew that he was benching him, and that was the point that he was going to make, that it is a privilege to be the starting quarterback for Alabama, and you have to play better, and it is going to fall on you, despite even if it's not all your fault. 
that's just how it goes. And he was going to stick with those two other guys. Well, really, he was hoping just QB2, not not to go to QB3. But um, And he they won that game. It's fine. This next game, obviously against Ole Miss, huge. Like this, this will tell us what the rest of the season oh, looks I like. Have, for them. I have thoughts on this game, by the way. I can't oh, wait to share Oh, it's going to be, and it's yeah. It, there's so much more to it than just this this football game. But like you said, um, that one to me stuck out is probably the one where I was most concerned. Um, I will say, in terms of teams that needed to have a big Saturday and did, Ohio State's offense really showed up. Yep. And just in time, because that was that was another team that I was like genuinely concerned about that they were going to lose like earlier than expected. Do I think that they could potentially lose this weekend? Yes, if things don't go necessarily um, this well. Um, but that was a team that I was very pleased to see figured it out. Um, any other team? I know Michigan struggled too. We didn't mention them. Um, the, the but Florida State's was the most perplexing. Um, and it was really weird because Jordan Travis got hurt, but then was yeah. okay. And, he and I don't believe he missed any snaps, no, right? No, he like came out and what well, was like right before half. Like it yeah. was, um, but it, it's, it, you know, it's the ultimate look ahead game because you have Clemson coming up. Yep. So a lot of people, a lot of people that I follow, like really liked, uh, Boston college plus what was it, like 24. Um, yeah. that was a good bet. Uh, but I, I just don't know what to do with this game. I, I don't know what to do. Like, we do this every football season where we see something in week one or week zero or, and we say, like, oh, my God, Florida State is is Florida State's that team. Yeah. And they might still be that team, by the way. This shit happens. But that's the one that I've been – I, I rewatched uh, a little bit and I'm and, and not quite sure how to treat. Yeah. Um, well, and I would say two things can be – taken away from that game and true at the same time it's that one that boston college you know played well but they also like they literally set a team record for penalties so like they didn't play that great so that i think is like okay yes the competition was definitely better than what they expected from boston college but again they still weren't up to maybe the standard that they could have been at so that could have been a loss for for Florida State obviously Florida State didn't play that well but you know that could have been an upset so i think you know taking it as like a yes it is concerning not chalking it up to oh just a bad game or like you said there it is a little bit of a look ahead game but i do think that there are still some concerns there and i know that this Clemson team is going to come out wanting to prove a point for sure um, against them, so it should be very interesting to see what happens this weekend. Uh, I I am, yeah. The, we'll talk about the slate of games. It is an immaculate slate of games. Um, now not great. No, we talked a little bit about it next week or last week. Was Mel Tucker fired at Michigan State? Is anything surprising? The timing, um, comments. I mean, it doesn't seem like anything's all that shocking at this point. No, I think, like, I'm just surprised that um, it's as public as it is. Like, I don't think we've ever seen, like, okay, and this is what we sent him and this is why. And they, I don't think ever has there been Agreed. a statement yeah. with, like, you masturbated on the phone in a statement and yes. firing a coach and, like, letting him know that he's being fired. Um and like it, what also it's just a good insight into what's in their contracts and exactly how it's written out. And like, I think a lot of people alluded to the fact that they think this is happening because of his contract, which obviously you can't ignore, but like he also did breach his contract. So I think that that's the part that like, I get that people think, oh, Michigan State's using this to get out of, um, you know, paying him. But I think they're also doing the right thing in, in firing someone who did breach their contract. And like, you just have to go from there. And I think the comments back and forth are incredibly messy. And like, he's doing that because he's obviously very upset and wants to, you know, and this is his, his name basically that's being flung through the mud. And Michigan state is partially doing that to protect the, the university as well. So neither party is right on this side in terms of how they're handling it. Um, but it's what had to be done. And I think that's kind of where you can leave it in its box and go, okay, that's where it is, and it will. It is not done. Um, no, from from a college football standpoint, it is. The mm-hmm. lawyers now are going to go to work. I mean, this is there is a lot of money at stake. 
Yes. Um, and I think now, uh, unfortunately, it it's going to be this very. It's going to get nastier. It's going to get nastier. It's. I don't see how this doesn't play out in a very public, like court, you know, legal lawsuit setting. It. it yeah, it's. Um, it is amazing though. Like I'll say this. And I don't say amazing in a good way. Like, this is a guy that had a, a remarkable season and got this huge contract, and it all fell apart so fast. Yeah. And it fell apart in a way that is very different, very unique, and very gross and hard to talk about. Um, it's and, and you're right. Like, the, the assumption that because of the contract that played a role in this, would would it be different, Paige, if, if he was successful like i'm asking a really weird impossible question i'm not even asking it to you it's rhetorical well, but if if they were ranked in the top 10 would we be treat would this have been treated differently from them and i i i don't know that but i think i kind of know how the answer is yeah i mean we know that because i mean you could argue that hugh freeze is pretty successful at all miss um so I think that there are parts of it where if he were more successful, maybe they'd be a little bit more delicate with his name um, and maybe would have been, I mean, they knew about this. What we, we said that there was something that came out in October or December of last year that they yeah, knew December, about this. I think. So they probably would have handled it a lot differently if they had every intention of keeping him. But I think you're right in the sense that, you know, the process and how it was handled probably did play a factor in the fact that he wasn't winning and they were, they did give him a huge contract after one year of I, I, semi-success. I, it, it feels gross to even suggest it, but we know how Well, no, we've much... just seen it. This is the evidence that like, we've been given. Is, like, it's not just us this saying sport. this. Yeah, we don't agree like, with it, but... Uh, it's it's fascinating. And in this one, that didn't take long. But again, given his contract, and you're right, it is weird to see this language and all this stuff play out publicly you just don't see it everybody is yeah. trying to protect themselves i will say nothing is a surprise anymore in terms of college football news um i nothing shocks me also i want one thing that's just very random and a very weird transition but um i don't know if you've noticed but there's been a lot of ai coach press conferences put out there yeah and freaks me out it freaks me out that this is happening because as somebody who like when you're covering the sport it's hard to keep track of all the news so you're just like grabbing and you're kind of looking from everywhere and you're trying to keep up and there's been a couple that have gone viral and people have really thought that these coaches have reacted this way and I think it speaks to the fact that like nothing is shocking in college football that like some of these AI ones we think can possibly be real and they look semi-real um the Brian Ferentz one threw me um, like, I legit I, I, thought like, he said that. It took me a few minutes to I, find out that that was fake. I'm not going to lie to you. Did you see the Matt Campbell one? I did. Um, that one, it started out, and I was like, no, wait, that's not him. That's not him. I um, By the way, on the topic of Brian Ferentz, let mm -hmm. me do a quick pivot for our plan here. This contract yes, and is... the 25 points a game. Yeah. All right. Like, I feel bad for Brian Ferentz. I, I actually, I like... This is such a bad idea. This was such a bad idea. But it's like to, that or he like probably shouldn't have had a job before that, anyway. And that that is actually fine. Like okay. like all of this is it's not great. Yeah. But the the public and as an Iowa fan, like I get it. Like the Iowa punting, Iowa sucking, like I I am part of this brand, okay? <laughs> but but this was my brand, okay? And this mm -hmm. was the brand of Iowa football like now it's like you're tracking his points. Yeah. And I just, I'm not even, I'm not, who thought this was a good idea? Like, yeah. who thought that, like, let's hold this guy. Do you mean guy. in the sense that, like, you think he's going to get fired because of it, or? I, just the, the the public parade of Brian Ferentz watch every fucking week of college football. Like, you didn't have, you could have attached privately saying, hey, look, here's the deal. You need to score these points. Yeah. And and but putting it in a contract. But then for the they'd have to pay to him. That's a thing in these contracts. Well, they can but, do well and like, like I said, he they don't kept even his... have to fire him if he does this. It's basically like, well, like you you're like you you know, like if you don't do this, like we could, could consider firing you. I yeah. it's just dumb. Like don't no one will ever do this again because it's not Fair. a good idea. 
Yeah. It's a negative I mean, it's entertaining point. for the rest I, of us. It is. No, I, I get it. Like, it is funny. But, like... Well, and then I also just want to say to those people trying to use that as a way to bet Iowa overs, clown behavior. They're still hitting. Oh, Their unders are still hitting. Don't do that. <laughs> I know last week they had a, a flood of points. Um, I don't think this week there's going to be a flood of points, by the way. But I just... This was I've hit not a good under idea. this year, so I don't care. It, no, it's it's smart. Penn State, Iowa. I that's oh. one that's on my locks, and I I literally don't know if I want to take the over or the under right now. I'm taking the under, but I could change my mind. What what even is that total? I have not forty. On. Forty. I mean, and Penn then State. my only concern my only concern is that Penn State has literally scored 30, 30 points in their last ten games. I was so, good like, for ten in that game. Yeah, so I part of me wants to switch it to the over, only um, just because of Penn State. But again, we'll, I was defense. I'm a little nervous about what I saw. With we'll get to that. We'll get to it's that. Good. No, it's locks. good. There is one more uh, story before we talk about the football games. It is Lincoln Riley doing Lincoln Riley things, what? and essentially the school suspending a media member yes, for access. Uh, for access for reporting two weeks within the confines of the like. Like so what? what happened is, is this reporter for the OC register was at a scheduled media availability and two of the players were talking beforehand and he used something that one of them said to the other in this pre-press conference thing. Now, when asked about it, Lincoln also, or their PR person, alluded to the fact that this reporter has also tried to talk to athletes after their scheduled time. This is nothing new for anyone that's ever covered Lincoln Riley. Okay. The level oh, of yeah. like need for control around narratives is like is more intense than norm the norm. Like there's there's intense and there's like you don't talk to freshmen, you don't do this, whatever. This is like he has eyes everywhere for this stuff. I mean, there's been I I'm gotten a phone call from somebody around Lincoln Riley a couple years ago and there was a book being written about him and it was from somebody who had written an article for Bleacher Report and they you know wanted to know if we could say anything to that or we like they wanted to know if we were involved in it like if I would have said that we were involved in that Bleacher Report probably wouldn't have had access to Lincoln Riley you know what I mean like there's it was a it was a fire that like we had to put out because it's like one we weren't affiliated with that person anyway so it didn't matter but that's the kind of level that of them paying attention to what's being written and what's going on um this also it was very strange because the piece about that he wrote and what he wrote was like not disparaging in any way it I wasn't know. anything I, bad that, so it's like it's one thing weird. if he's like telling something that's like you know not supposed to be said it was just them trying to like stick a line in the sand and maybe show a little bit of power here but and like he lincoln put it as like protecting his players and i just that kind of rubbed me the wrong way because look i understand that you want to be able to control the narrative but when you become obsessed with it to this point it can become a little toxic so every college football media member I feel like has railed on USC in the last couple of days. So yeah. there's no need to rail for me. Like, no. But but it's but and what's funny though, you bring up a good point. At Oklahoma, this was kind of the I don't even know if it was a secret, but it was quieter. And it was like the this was going on. And you like hear yeah. from Oklahoma media members, uh I've tried to get I tried to get access there. It didn't go very well. Like I like I've I've not had many access issues over the years. Uh, that was one no, of them. No, because also you're not uh, we're not like local beat reporters. When you're covering a team every single day and you're there, they know your name, they know what you're writing, they pay attention to that stuff way more than what would be like a feature that we would write about somebody or anything like that. And they know all of that stuff ahead of time, so it's such a different animal and it's such a unique. Um, especially this day and age, I find it to be such a unique relationship. And this is not just specific to USC. I find it to no. be unique in a lot of cases because it it's not an easy job to do. Like, we know a ton of local beat reporters for different teams. It's not an easy job to do. No, it's a grind. Um, and it's just, like, frustrating that this is what, especially because I think, too, USC is, like, obviously, you know, a team that we expect to come out of the Pac-12 and represents the Pac-12. 
I feel like that's just kind of a frustrating thing. And also, buddy, if you think that at Oklahoma it was bad and in the Pac-12 it's bad, wait until you move to a bigger conference where people actually care. You know well, what I mean? I, but actually, this is going to, I'm going to go galactic right. take from there. Look at Riley will end up in the NFL and mm. it's because of this stuff. Yeah, like, no, totally. It's, it's also because he's a really good coach. Like he's a really mm. good coach. I don't like that this is getting in the way of what is a great story, great quarterback, great season, great young players. Like that's yeah. the part that's annoying because yes, so much of what he's doing is great. But mm-hmm. he will end up in the NFL because I don't think he likes this bullshit. In the NFL, it's so much more it's it's regulated. There's still freshmen. Yeah. There's none of that. Like that's the that is the future here. And yeah. I don't think it's terribly far away. Well, and this is my homerness and bias coming in. But like also I think more beat reporters would appreciate it if it was a little bit more direct. Like if he was actually like calling them out for questions or things like that in com- in conversations <laughs> like a Nick Saban. Oh yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like I feel like they, you know what? At least they're being honest, and and that's who they are, and they're showing that instead well, of sneakily being like, "You're cut. You can't well, come in for two weeks." Like also, that's... N- Nick Saban not only will call you out publicly, and it's not just Nick Saban. Nick Saban will pull you aside and say, "Hey, dude, WTF?" Like. Mm-hmm. And you'll do it there. Like, you'll do it in private. Like, which I, I if he has a problem with it, and, and Nick Saban, and, and again, I don't want to just pick on Nick, but you, you handle it behind the scene, and, and everybody can speak their piece, and you move and forward. I, I actually appreciate that. Like, that is, yeah. that's how it should be done. That, uh-huh. that really is. So, this is just cheap. It just cheapens the brands, all of them involved in this and it's just so completely unnecessary so absolutely do better now doing better let's talk about this football slate yeah let's Buddy, do it it is legit it's on this so is I'm, a huge i don't remember this early in the season having this big of a a top 25 matchup slate i i want to say that there's there's six no, sorry, there is six ranked games and i want to say there was seven, and it was a long time ago. Like 20 years ago, there were seven. This is like a historically great slate of college football games. Now, you and I um, have a bunch of these covered in locks, um, so we can hit there. I got to say, though, because we're recording a day later, there's some fire on Thursday night, or there's there's a game on Thursday night as we're about to record. There's some fire on Friday night. And then what I love about Saturday is the way this this slate is balanced. So you've got Clemson and Florida State at 11, God's time, Central time. Um, you've got UCLA, Utah, Ole Miss, Alabama, and Colorado, Oregon at 2.30. That is like, holy shit territory. That is a tough one. And then, of course, you've got the main course, um, which is Notre Dame, Ohio State at night. Plus, you've got... Oregon State and um, Wazoo. I mean, this is this is delightful. Iowa Penn mm-hmm. State is at six thirty as well. Which, yep. if you're into that sort of thing, which we are, very much into that sort of thing. And then you even have a Hawaii game that starts at eleven. To, excuse me, ten fifty nine uh, p.m. Central Time. So, I, I don't know. This is as good as it gets. Like this is as good as college football gets this weekend. Yes. Um. And I'm just really happy that the Colorado game is and Oregon game is earlier in the day. As someone who, you know, I know I live on the West Coast, so I shouldn't complain about having to stay up. But it does make for a long work day when that those games go into okay. double overtime late I'm night. Gonna, I, I'm gonna, I want to talk about this. So I was in Vegas. <laughs> I know this is random shit, but this is perfect timing. I was in, <laughs> I was in Vegas. Um, yes, and I had, I was there for work and. But in the morning, I'm like, I have some time to kill. So it, getting up, grab breakfast, walk around, drink like seven cups of coffee. Like 9 a.m. in the sports book, there I am with a bunch of my friends, some of which were already very drunk. Um, hey, old 9 a.m. There was, there was a guy there, Paige. I, I, you know when I felt good about my bet? Because the guy is wearing Florida State, and he's like talking about how much money he wanted to bet, more money he wanted to bet on Florida State. 
Mm-hmm. He, he picked out three. It was like Florida State, Kansas State, and Wisconsin. It was like the three mm-hmm. obvious places. Like, oh, man, this is too easy today, boys. And I'm just sitting there quietly drinking my coffee. I'm like, you know, I'm like, oh, God. Um, 9 a.m. college football games, I don't know how I feel about them. Like, They're the greatest. I don't know. I, it, it, I'm kind of with you. It, I... It's a little, it was jarring, though. It was a jarring experience. I can't explain to you, even like when I was in college, so before I started working in athletics, my freshman and sophomore year, we would go to tailgates and like, say we had like, I don't know, a four o'clock kickoff or a seven o'clock kickoff, okay? Depending on what time it was, tailgates started at different times. I would be able to get up, have coffee. By the way, on Saturday morning, surprisingly in a sorority house, um, there's not a ton of people awake. So I would get to watch the morning games, have some coffee. Then we'd start getting ready and go out for like that 1230 slate. Like they, we'd go to frat houses to tailgate and there'd be games on and you just get to watch college football and then go to yours. And I think like you don't get that when you are like already at your game or already well into the tailgate in other places. Like just being able to start so early is the absolute was- best. Like I, I love waking up, being able to, I'm also a morning person so like, I get up really early on Saturdays because, like, uh, not to watch game day or do any of that, but just to, like, start my day and have yes. a day sort of before that. So I would like a little more time to start my day, but I honestly don't care. Like, the 9 a.m. kickoff for me is just peak. Like, nothing makes me happier it, it, than, like, drinking morning coffee good. and watching football. The the part that I can't adjust to on the West Coast is it's the late night. Prime, it's prime time. Yeah. It, it's like, you know, I, I miss, I got, I didn't get so many bets in because it's like, 5.05 and I'm shut out of all the set. Like, I'm like, God yeah. damn it. Um, but it, it was it was nice. It was delightful. Um, I will say those morning games, 9 a.m. college football games, I... You actually... I, you wanted something really sad that happened to me this weekend? Yes. Okay, so we're just going off on tangents here. It's, so it's all good. I obviously stayed up to work until after the Colorado game was over, Okay. So that was pretty late. It takes me, after working a full day of college football, it takes me a while to fall asleep. Like, I, it takes me a bit to decompress from sitting at a computer, watching a million and a half TVs at one time. It takes I, me a while to I'm, decompress. I agree. There was a Formula One race at 5 a.m. my time. Oh, God. And I normally, you know this, I normally get up for those races. Like, I normally am awake, okay? And this season has been a little, um, not boring, that's not the right word, but the same team has won every race. My favorite driver was on pole, which I was like, okay, great. He's been on pole before and hasn't won. He still got on the podium. I'll just watch it tomorrow morning after I wake up. When I tell you that my phone was blowing up because my favorite F1 driver won that race, I literally, at like, and normally I put my phone on sleep and so I don't get text messages, but for some reason I forgot. Legitimately at like, I want to say like 6.37-ish, my phone was just blowing up. And I like roll over. I'm like, what is happening? And I was like, it was like, Carlos and all caps. So of course of it's course. already spoiled for me. I, I got an alert. I got everything. And I was like, well, okay, the one time I choose not to watch a race. But now I'm like, okay, am I like not allowed to watch a race again? Like, am I going to jinx? Like, and now I'm like superstitious oh, no. about this and I don't really know. So I guess I will put it out to our listeners. Like, do you think I'm allowed to watch another F1 race because... I didn't watch Carlos win, and I want him to win every race. I know it's not realistic, but, like, I I feel very guilty, and I was very upset as a sports fan. I felt very disappointed in myself. Um, okay. No, you watch, girl. It's superstitions. Do your thing. Okay. It's not bullshit. <laughs> hey, By thanks. the way, I have some I have some breaking news Oh. on Lincoln Riley's saga that we just, oh. like, we're, we're so... What do we got? Luca Evans is the name yes. of the reporter. Um, yeah. He he, uh, he just posted. He just posted. I'll read his. I, I hate reading because I always screw it up. But I'm going to do it anyways. <clears throat> Last night, I had a long conversation with Lincoln Riley, sharing, sharing, God damn it, sharing our perspective on the events that led to USC spending my access. Riley made it clear his intent is to protect his players. I made it clear my intent has always been to tell compelling, honest stories on USC. I respect and understand the program's outline policies regarding media access. And any missteps came through intent of doing my job and pursuing relationship building and storytelling. I will continue the same reporting and writing with fairness, accuracy, and depth, and we reached an agreement to lift the restrictions on access. 
See, we just said that's how it's done. And look it, that's how it's done. Maybe so, don't have the suspension part, but the good good on him for having the conversation yeah, with him. Good, I'm good props on, to Lincoln Riley I, for taking the time. Totally, Pro- props to Lincoln Riley. Right. Yes. Lincoln, what's What's interesting about Lincoln Riley is, by all accounts, seems like a pretty reasonable dude. He does. And, That's why I was like, "Oh, Lincoln, I like you so and, much. Don't and, make me do this." And I think they're like, "Look, Saban has this shit in him as well." There's the gamesmanship. Excuse you. Um, he's perfect. I don't know what you're talking well, about. Well, he is. But like, and he's our guy. That's why I use him as an example. Because yeah. any pod listener knows this is a full-on Team Saban pod. But yeah. like Saban, Saban has, it's like the crusty nature of him. Like we just kind of as, have assumed. And when you win a billion national championships, like you can kind of do it your own way. Yeah. Even we're seeing, we're seeing an even softer side of him. This year, yeah, honestly, he apologized so, publicly. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> it's unbelievable. So, that's good. Shout that's out actually, Lincoln Riley. Shout out Lincoln Riley. That's a good resolution. It's a shame that it had to get there. Yeah, but whatever. Now let's talk some motherfucking football. Okay. Yeah. What? I'm gonna what? I'm gonna go down this list. If you have them in a lock, okay. Then we'll let me say look. We're, we're gonna punt. But Florida State and Clemson, I don't have okay. in one of my locks. I do not either, and I'm not betting on that game. All right, I so refuse. I'm going to be honest. What's the spread? The spread is two. It's only two. It's Florida State. Um, the preseason spread, it's uh, two and a half, excuse me. So Florida State minus two and a half. The preseason spread was Clemson minus three, three and a half. Um, I kind of wanted to bet Clemson in this game. Me too. I, I, I thought I, about it. I, 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 if I were to pick, I think that Clemson wins this game. I, I also kind of want to bet the over. Um, What's the? I bet the, the Florida State over last week, and I was sweating it for a sec. Fifty-five. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I, I am, um, I'm, I am really, but I, I don't trust Clemson in the moment, right? Like I, I, I did a video for Br Benning, and I had to break down this game, and I, I did pick Clemson, and I picked the over. Like, this is a Kate Klubnik game. One Clemson thing to note, did you see Will Shipley looking displeased last week with his carries? No. That was, yeah, yeah, there's some there's some unrest brewing there. I, I, I mean, um, you told him to go to USC, so. He maybe he listened. Yeah. <laughs> he listens to the pod. And he's like threatening he, them. He's like, I will find a way. Yeah, with uh, CJ Spiller, too, like a legend, kind of getting into it on the sidelines. So I... um. I think that was last week. Hopefully, I didn't botch that. Hopefully, that happened. I didn't dream it. Well, that's good reporting. Yeah, we're in I'm Vegas. Sure that w- I'm sure that won't get me banned from <laughs> <laughs> dreaming from up Clemson, a story. Yeah. <laughs> you wrote about a story you dreamed of. It's like, just doing my job, it sir. It was all just, just a dream. It was all just a dream. No, but no, I mean, real. this is this game is very exciting because I think too, like, it, Clemson. Obviously, we've definitely shit all over them because of the start of the yeah. season because really they they we thought that this was sort of the resurgence of the old Clemson that we were seeing before and that was quote a dynasty which I'm never gonna let go of that being named that um but it it's such a pivotal moment in the season for that conference because again like there's still a world where you know Clemson loses the Duke but like they can still uh, make oh. it out. They can still pa- move up the, you know, the playoff rankings when they come out and things like that. So I'd be very interested to see, like, they could be laughing and getting the last laugh. I don't necessarily think that happens, but uh, I think a win here would certainly change the narrative and it, maybe make it, their season a little bit easier going forward in terms of silencing some some doubters. Um, does Auburn a and I have them in my locks, so... Uh, I can hit on that in locks. I don't know if you have an opinion on it or if you care to hit on it. There's a lot of games. What's um, the spread on that? It looks like it's up to eight. Um, Texas A&M minus eight? Yes. Where is it? A&M. Okay. Um, Seven and a half. Seven and a half. What, what two interesting programs? Um, and I that, know. <laughs> It's more just like the state of the programs. Like this would be great for either of them to get this win, or even for Auburn to play a close game. Um, I feel like this would be super meaningful. Um, and also, I think it would be really, really bad if Texas A and M lost this game. I will say that. Uh, I would agree with Optics that. Optics wise, I will that hit would on be very, very bad. Momentarily, 
Okay. Colorado versus Oregon at Oregon. Um, not Buddy. in my locks, not in your locks. Not in my locks. But we have opinions. I have opinions. I think, here's the thing. I thought about betting on this game, but I, I'm too afraid. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm a big chicken and just will not bet on this game. I don't think that Oregon beats them by 21. I think I need to rethink that because of obviously the Travis Hunter thing. But I will say that like for Oregon, the big thing for them is going to be getting to Shador. Like if you can get to him, this is going to be fine. But their secondary is like not overly reliable. So if he's able to you and I've said this before, I think, you know, Colorado in terms of offensive depth is a lot deeper than we originally thought and like has a bunch of guys they can go to yes and I am concerned about Oregon secondary but I will say that like Colorado's offensive line obviously hasn't been that great and that's been a topic of conversation so if if Oregon can get to Shador then it's not going to go well but if he can and I mean he's smart and he can make decisions and you know scramble and and do stuff but what we saw with Colorado State there was still some struggle so that is my biggest concern in terms of of that um and i don't think that that's like a travis hunter problem i think that's more just like a colorado versus oregon talent skill problem in the trenches it's a a dude problem oregon has way more dudes like i i i i really this line this total by the way in these new rules i know we 70 and a half isn't like 70 yeah it's a lot yeah it's it's so i kind of like the under Um, yeah i also wonder emotionally what the hell does colorado have left Right now, like, like you come out of that week and mm-hmm. like you got to get up and go play. This is one of the toughest places to play in college. Yes, football, it is, and I think people like, forget that. Um, it, you know, there is a football team in the last you know ten years that has gone in there and beat that team. But um, go cats. Um, go cats. I will Amazing. say I do think the other thing that's interesting to me is, and we sort of touched on this with you know the way that Dion handled some of the Colorado State aftermath. Um, when they asked him this week about the comments that Dan Lanning made, and he basically said, like, oh, I respect that guy coming in, keeping that program where it's supposed to be. I have no beef. I think that was his way of being like, yeah, I know Oregon is going to be a good team, (laughs) and I'm not going to talk shit. That was the complete opposite of what happened during the Colorado State game. And I think he could have used what Dan Lanning said to fire up his team and the media and the publicity and he did it, that tells you a lot about how much respect he has for that Oregon team. I, I agree. And I think, too, um, to the people trying to make Dan Lanning's comments about Deion Sanders, like that's he was saying it about Colorado in general. I said the same thing, that Colorado was a bottom feeder, which was true. Why do you think it's such a big deal that Colorado being good is like the biggest story of college football? Because they were bottom feeders in the Pac-12. Okay, they didn't really do anything to move the conference forward since joining. So this is their biggest like thing that they're going to leave before they go. Um, so I think to that point, there's not really a lot of chatter the way that we're used to with Colorado. And I genuinely think that's because the respect that, you know, Dion has for Oregon in, um, in this circumstance. I think this is going to get ugly. I don't know if it'll be 21. It's it's going to be a lot. Yeah. Um, well, they, and Utah. someone was like, oh, they, sorry to interrupt you. But no, someone go was ahead. Like, someone no, I was talking Utah, to was like, I'm oh, just they yelling Utah eight. randomly. <laughs> Utah. There's you guys. There is a, a clip that go has gone viral on TikTok, and it's like two podcasters talking, and he interrupts. He's like, "Your turn," and like I sent that to Kramer when it officially when it originally came out, and I was like, "This is uh, us to a T," because I interrupt him all the time. I, no, no, no. And we were even on our live show, uh, prepping for our live show. And I was like, "Sorry to interrupt you." You're like, won't be the last time. And hopefully, the producers know that we have this like banter, yeah. and it's like funny. Um, it's part of our stick. It's, it's like part our, of our stick. It, it, it's not like, oh yeah. wait, oh wait, oh wait, they have another thing to say. Um, shocking, right? Um, I just I I forgot what Utah. I was going to say. Utah. Utah. Um, we can talk about Cam Rising. You might. I think he's back. It's interesting I, betting in. Yes. Oh no. So I haven't read today. I follow the line. So Utah is a six-point favorite over UCLA. I want to be invested in this game, but I can't be. Um. I, I just can't. But it seems like based on the action page that they think he's going to play. So I may or may not have put UCLA in my locks. Okay. Well, then we'll leave it at that. I, uh, Awesome, fun game. It's going to be a Moore's good game. Amazing. 
Yes. UCLA defense is really good. Um, under 52 and a half feels okay, maybe, but I mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, Ole Miss versus Alabama, I have in my locks, so I'm going to leave it locked. Lord help us. Um, I will say, I don't know if you saw the side-by-side that um, Andy Staples put together of um, Nick Saban and Lane Kiffin answering questions in a press conference. No, it, I did not. The it is so comical because they're like, is Lane Kiffin turning into Nick Saban? And he kind of is. Um, but also the dig at the beginning of the week where he like sort of alluded to the fact that they watch tape and they think that their defensive coordinator is not actually yes. making the calls and that they changed that. What a little I mean, Lane is has transformed in lots of ways, but what a little shit disturber. And I just love you, that he yo. continues to do it. And the best part is that Nick addressed those immediately and was like, I'm sure you guys have seen them. And, you know, I've seen them. And I said, and it just was so, and he's like, this little fucker again. Like, he's like, he's not even in my staff. And he's still just doing the things that he does and causing problems. I have three kids. And it's like, you're one kid who's just like, God, not a, sit down. Yes. Stop doing this. I, I think Lane genuinely appreciates and actually loves Nick Saban in a like you saved my ass. he saved his ass like he yeah. really did I think there's a deep appreciation there and I think Lane also is a man of chaos he is and he's trying to serve both of those mottos at once and it is hysterical because I believe him when he, he constantly is praising Nick Saban I think I it's genuine truly, yeah oh I a thousand percent believe that um, there's no but, doubt in my mind that he loves Coach Saban, but he also knows how to push his buttons. It's kind of like yes. your significant other. Like, you know what pushes their buttons. You love them, and you, but you know what drives them absolutely crazy. And he he does just that. Um, Ohio State, Notre Dame. I do not have it in my locks. In fact, I want to say this. I'm not a huge fan, unless I see value. I, like, I don't love betting high-profile games. I don't. I, I don't um, either because it's not as easy. It's not as easy. Uh, the like line is good. Are you? Is this in your locks? It is. Um. All right. Well, I'll I'll give you my spiel. If I were to pick a side, I think I would pick Notre Dame. Uh, I think Sam Hartman is that dude. Mm-hmm. Um, Ohio State's performance last week is definitely encouraging. Marvin yes. Harrison Jr. is great. This environment is going to be insane, and this is I, I just. I can't wait. I would lean yeah. Notre Dame, and I think I'd lean over. Yeah, but I don't know if I want. I, again, I'm I've got interesting vibes. Okay. So you have it in locks, so we can wait. Um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, I can sort of give a little like to your point. Like I just there's so much to like about Notre Dame that we haven't been able to like say before in terms of like kind of like what we were saying with Colorado and Oregon. Like I think Notre Dame usually Ohio State's has dudes and that's their advantage not to say they don't have dudes but the Notre Dame offensive line is literally all dudes and like that alone is enough for me to be like I think that they actually get this done especially because I don't know that Ohio State can lean on its offense in in a game where there there's going to be a lot of points scored on them would you like to talk about Iowa Penn State yes I would love to do you have them in your locks uh, Can't be favorable for yes. me if you do. Ah, remember I said that, but I'm changing I, it. I originally was going to go under. I think I'm going to go over. I'm going to go. I'm going to make a take here that has nothing to do with the game. The Penn State whiteout is like the best singular environment in college football. When they do the whiteout, I'm like, that's yeah. it's great and it's terrifying as an opposing fan. Yeah. Um not great vibes going into this game. No, I yeah, and I think the 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 reign of um, Iowa being in the top twenty five might take a hit here, which is still ridiculous. By the way, by the way, can we talk about that for a second? We did the top twenty five show, and I, I, we got to the very bottom, and it was, um, Florida, Iowa, and Tennessee, and Tennessee was ranked over Florida. After I'm like, why are we ranking Florida? Like what? I'm I'm okay ranking Florida. No, but there was there's plenty of other teams that you could have. I mean, Mizzou got a huge Mizzou? win over a top fifteen team. 
there were plenty of other teams that you could argue should be in the top 25 at that 23, we, 24, 25 spot. Why are we ranking spot. Tennessee? But exactly. Why Nick. is Tennessee still in there? Like, it just, it kind of blows my mind a little bit how much brand matters in that. And also, how do you rank them above when you get head to head? Like, that makes well, no dollars or cents. Uh, uh, interesting. I like that. Um, yes. <laughs> especially at this point in the year. You want to start yes. doing some chicanery, head-to-head shit later in the year? Hey. Different losses, different wins, strength of schedules. I'm fine. It's week three. Yeah. And you're doing this. And also, this. rank James Madison, you cowards. Yeah, there like, we go. Like, I'm just, I'm over That's, it. I'm, um, All right, let's do locks. Yes. Let's gamble. So, fucking, yeah. Last week, if you tailed, we all you made won. money. But- it's so hard. Like, when you have a good week, I don't know if you feel this way. When you have a good week, and I like sit down, I look at the slate. And it's just like, oh shit, here we go again. Like, uh-huh. you know, like I'm like it's gambling is very very difficult. But we're gonna try and pick winners here. So how I can't see your locks, so I don't know if we have any that are okay. similar. Um, we actually do not have any any competing. That's probably good for pod morale. I think it is. So, uh, sorry. Yeah, I didn't put him in the dock because, you know, that's what we do. Um, I can kick things off. I will go. I like A&M minus uh, seven and a half versus Auburn. Okay. I think that Auburn is not ready. I think A&M's offense is actually quietly playing very, very well. And whatever happened in the Miami game, I think at home, different environment. I actually think that uh, A&M could could win this one pretty comfortably so that's my, right. my first lock i like that um i'm going to take purdue plus six versus wisconsin purdue is on i think i believe a cover streak and i just think it continues with wisconsin because i've watched wisconsin play and it's very very concerning it i actually almost took this one too it's a that's a friday nighter as well which we love mm-hmm. um in these parts so i'm i'm in on that um, how about Middle Tennessee versus Colorado State? So I am you dog. I am playing the hangover. Like this is like the worst goddamn hangover imaginable. If you're Colorado State, you lose yeah. horribly. You had all this emotion, and now you have to travel to the East Coast and play a team that's pretty good. A team uh. that's actually got some talent. I actually this is this is my super lock, by the way. Okay, Middle Tennessee Very nice. super lock locked it in. Awesome. Um, I'm going to take Oklahoma and Cincinnati over 57 and a half. Like I feel it. like there's going to be a lot of points scored in that game. Um, Oklahoma is starting to become a team. Like the conversation yeah. surrounding Oklahoma now is like, why aren't we talking about Oklahoma? Oh, yeah. Um, it's a good, like their schedule. When you look at it, like they're uh, they're a Texas win away from, from like, Probably being in this thing, it's yeah. very, very, very interesting. Um, and we I, get I don't that know how much we learned early October, so I'm excited for that. Yes, but I've been I, keeping I, an eye on on Oklahoma. Also, Cincinnati's offense looks really good, so definitely getting I that like rolling. It. I'm going to go Pitt plus seven and a half versus North Carolina. Pitt has looked like absolute dog shit, but you know what? North Carolina is not playing that great either. We saw the week one against UNC. Defense played well. Drake May hasn't been superb. You had the App State game. I think we're we've this is a perfect pit home game to kind of ugly it up and to make this game close ish. I mm-hmm. uh, I think Pitt has a chance to win this one outright, actually. All right. Um, I'm taking UCLA plus six versus Utah. I know this is a risky pick because of the fact that they have been playing with their backup quarterback, and I don't think they've looked that great. But I think this is just a testament to even if they have Cam Rising, that I feel like UCLA looks a lot better, um, and we are not really talking about it. Um, so I will say that I think UCLA um, at least keeps it close. So I'm taking them plus six. I like it. UCLA wins this game. That changes the conversation. Whoever wins that game. I guess changes the conversation. All right, TCU versus SMU over 64. Now, this number's come down to 62 and a half. I haven't bet it yet. So I'm locked in. I'm locked in on Bleacher Report at 64. 
um, which I'll stick with. That was the pick I made it. I don't know why it came down to 62 and a half. Maybe there's an injury. That's usually not a good sign. Either that or I'm like the squarest fucking gambler in the planet, which I might be. Um, well, whatever, man. We'll ride it. 64 it is. Do you have any top 25 matchups in your locks this week? Did I oh, miss you one? Just, you just stayed away. Oh, I, I missed a big one. I stayed the best. I stayed the best one for last. Oh, okay. I'm telling you, I get very nervous betting these high-profile games. I, I got a good one. I get very nervous. Ones. All right. I well, do. originally I was going with the Iowa Penn State over, but as we've talked on this podcast, I've convinced myself that the are the under. Now I convince myself to go with the over. So I'm taking Iowa Penn State wow. over 40. I'm you going know to be what sweating this, this whole game. This is going to be the most stressful over of all time. And I can already hear because my brother loves to bet unders. I can already hear him taking the under Who on loves this. Loves to bet unders. Like, oh, sicko shit. I mean, it's disgusting behavior. We that, like that it's, is it's concerning, um, but that, he wins so often um, and it's very frustrating. But I will say, I think, like I said, Penn State scored 30 points in their last 10 games. I think I was good for at least 10. That defense defensive touchdown. Let's let's rock with that. Um, I, uh, and you no, got average 25 points. So I'll use no, that this week and then next week I won't. The. I'm going to just make a point that when you started doing this last year, it's like you you start messing with your powers. But when you started going over under, like it, it got out of control Troll. for a moment there. First yes. of all, I was betting like all overs. And yes. now this year I've won mostly unders, but I, I like this over. I won an over last week, so the over vibes are good. All right. I, I'm in. I'll support it. I mean, over, I think... <laughs> Actually, I, I think under is probably where Iowa wants this game, uh, per usual. Uh, I am going to bet Alabama minus seven versus Ole Miss. I, what? I actually love this game. Wow. Um, I do. I I know the offense hasn't looked great, but I think that Jalen Milrow, who now is the starter, they're going to let him create. He's going to make plays. Alabama defense has actually played pretty well. I don't think there's a Quinn Ewers on this team. I don't think Ole Miss has that guy. So um, this Ouch, is Jackson the Dart. whole – well, I, he's fine. Um, but I, I just – we're burying Alabama. Like Everybody's burying Alabama well, right now. Well, yes, you should say everybody, not us. We're not. I will. Uh, we're I not. We're not. So, we're, so when everybody goes to one side um, – like I saw the commentary when this line came out, like, oh, it should be the other – should be you know, all this should be favored. It's like, no, Buddy. no, no, no. Alabama. They're dancing Nick on the grave Saban, when they're not even buried. No, Nick Saban is going to take Body's still like, warm. Lane Kiffin's football, like predator style, like the skull and the vertebrae and like hold it up to the sky. Yeah. Like not really. That's morbid. But like football wise, that's what he needs to do. I didn't think you meant literally. So I'm glad that you well, clarified like, that just, just As listeners. I'm saying it, I'm like, Jesus, man, this is dark. Um, <laughs> but like. Like, he needs to do that. Be like, all right, motherfuckers, like, let's go. And after Lade's little chicanery, like... Oh, yeah. After he said time. that about it, that was not a smart move on Lane's part. I mean, I, it was probably fun in the interim, but, like, oh, yeah. it's probably not going to go well for you this weekend. What is it? Fuck around and find out? No, like, the chart? Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he was... He just... the There's a certain line, and he toes the line so often. That one yes. was too far. That one, especially because he addressed it, so he was aware of it. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's not going to... To go well. Fuck um, around. Yeah, fuck around to find out. Um, Notre Dame, plus three versus Ohio State. I'm going to give Let's Notre go. Dame the the edge here. I think that they actually get it done, and they finally get to say, look, we're, we told you we're not overrated um, because this is a different this is a different animal with Sam Hartman. I don't like We've talked about this a million and a half times. Notre Dame hasn't had a guy like that. And so this is, this is a huge deal, and I think that the – I will say it is concerning because, like, I am a big Ryan Day fan, and I do think that he's very good at what he does. But I just think that this team, especially the way it's played, even when they've had, you know, a bright spot, like I said, this this last weekend, I don't know that it's it's battle tested enough for for this Notre Dame team. Ryan Day got a little raise, by the way, not a little raise, like a nice raise. 
Ryan Day is a $10 million man now. I don't know if you saw this. Um, I did not. Huge. Ryan Day is doing all right despite losing all of the big games he coaches. Yeah, well, uh, and, and winning all the others. Like, yes, all and of winning literally everything else and being one of the best to winning percentages yes. in terms of coaching. Um, he can buy more dye for his beard. Um, oh, yeah. And more blush. Uh, one thing I did want to talk about that we didn't get to. Um, yes. Did you see the video of Matt Campbell? Yes, we did talk about it. No, we didn't. Oh, we talked about the AI. The AI video. I meant the video of of him reacting to no, the fans. No, you know what? I actually didn't see this. Okay. Um, so this was real. I think I saw something about it. Um, it, it was it bad? It wasn't bad, but he was mad, and he was going to confront. I mean, there was like literally a bar between them, and he was oh, far enough. The guy said it with him far enough away too, and made the comment about the hot seat. I. I, it probably wasn't his best look, but I also appreciate that he cares and is not, like, just taking this lightly. But also, like, again, I just, I can't stand fans that think that they can say stuff well, to people like that, and they're not going to get that sort of reaction. I mean, uh, yes. Like, you know, Michigan State is open. Uh, two years ago, this would have been a dream match in heaven for Matt Campbell. Matt Campbell and it still might literally be. the biggest name talked about every single college football opening for at least three years straight. I, I if I was a coach, and I just lost to Ohio, horribly. That was a very profitable game, by the way, for the bank account, both of the under and Ohio. And somebody's talking shit to me, and I haven't seen the video. I would want to strangle that person, and I am yeah. a very patient man. You know me, but you are as vulnerable emotionally as you will be. Yep. Like all year in that moment, you are that vulnerable. Yep. I I don't. They make a lot of money. Coaches. Matt Campbell makes a lot of money. I do not envy the job. Like, nope, at all. Not at because all. Because you cannot do that because it's a story. Yeah. So. So, I mean, I'm surprised it actually wasn't a bigger deal than, like, the initial. It actually hasn't. You're right. It really, people haven't been talking about. Like, if somebody else did that, I mean, it would be a lot worse. I'm not really sure why with Matt Campbell it's not that big of a deal. But I think it's, too, because, like, to your point, like, everyone knows that that's, like, it's not good for him right now. And, like, that's not something you should really, like, have to, to deal with. And it is your livelihood. So it is very offensive when people say those things. And there's people who think they can do better when it is not an easy job to do. Oh, my God. I would be so fragile. How I fragile would. There's no way. I, there, I, like, I would love to tell myself that, like, oh, I would be, you know, like, calm and respectful in that situation. I'm sure I would love to tell my mom that I wouldn't be, too. But I, there's no world. I am so, that you just don't. There's certain things. If you if you say, I think yeah, you're the more cool. I think you're the more yeah. Some drunk person being like, "How the hell be on the hot seat?" Like, I would no. not great. Yeah, like hey, no. Thanks for pointing I, it out. I, like, what? Why are you saying that? And you're I, wearing an Iowa State jersey. Person. Like, you're a fan. Like, you're a fan of that team. Like, you are. Yeah, out of the two of us, you are the more calm cool and collected for sure it takes way more for you to get fired up uh um, it does it does it's funny because but... usually what happens is behind the curtain is i'll be really fired up about something and it'll take out i'm like a whole day to get as fired up as i am <laughs> but then once i finally get it he's like hey can i call you and i'm like i've been fired up about this for 24 hours how come you weren't bad yesterday <laughs> <laughs> i it's like it's not gasoline for me it's like a slow yeah. flame leak and then it goes yes. out of control Yes. Um, no, I look, I am an Iowa fan. I don't even hate Iowa State anymore because that rivalry is just gross and annoys me. Yeah. It's just like, I feel like we can do better stuff than yell stuff at coaches. He's not trying to lose, man. Yeah. Look, How about, he's like, not. Let's not yell it things sucks. at coaches. Let's not send death threats to players and their families. Let's I mean, just let's take, show a some... take a beat. Take a beat. Calm down. So, on the topic, I do have some random shit and then we can okay. go. Okay. In Vegas, I went to my first UFC fight. Yes, ever. buddy, you were so excited. I even got a picture. Of you guys, it's such a big deal when Adam it, sends like, it, "Hey, content." I, I know. Um, it was amazing. It was amazing. It was at T-Mobile. Um, it, it's just a cool vibe in there, and you like the the main event, uh, Grasso versus Shevchenko, like was delivered. You had the young eighteen year old kid getting a knockout. Um, it was, it was very neat. I plan to make this more of a thing. I'd like to go to at least one a year, like one pay-per-view. Okay. 
Um, highly recommend. That was a COVID passion of mine that turned into like what I still, I think it's my favorite thing to bet on. I, I don't think there's any question, but somewhat controversially, this is for, from a betting standpoint, the main event ended in a draw. Now in UFC, I mean, you don't see a lot of draws and it actually really? sucks because it was okay. a great fight. They're going to run it back, which is good, but there was a very controversial judge decision. So I, I, I will bring this up. We get mad about targeting, okay, because it sucks and officiating is bad. The judging in sports makes it tough to do. Oof. Like this 10-8 ruling by the one judge, Shevchenko should have won, yeah. didn't because of this errant 10-8 judging. It, 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 so when you get mad at your targeting car or whatever, just think about all of, at yeah. least the whole game is not being decided by this errant flag, right? Right. It's brutal. It is brutal. But I had a lot of fun. We'll yeah. we'll do again. Highly recommend. Cool. Any other random shit no, we that's have all I got. before we, we go? Got a big week. Big week of football. Um, we do have a big week of football. I feel like we're gonna have a lot to talk about. Just a reminder: we will be live on Sunday. Yes. Um, Eleven Pacific. Sorry, One. I can only do it for my time. Um, One Central in, in in the BR app talking about the AP poll. We usually talk about some of the games that happened. The day before and kind of how they affected it there will be a decent amount of movement in the ap poll i feel like this week so certainly come hang out leave comments yes tell us you're coming from the pod we'll, yes. we'll shout you out um but yeah anything else you got for no, us no shout we go? out shout out municipal one more time with with municipal. um we uh i just am so excited for this week i um saturday mornings are a shit show with soccer so I gotta I gotta get in the right headspace to like it, it's a long day, but I am I am uber excited for this. Um, it's gonna be a great week, and we got, we'll have a lot to talk about next week. Cool. All right, see you later, guys. Cheers, y'all.